0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion, or NEO podcast for short. Today, we're back with part two of Alex Gilio from last week. Now, this week, we dive more into how she used different exercises to get where she is. Things like visualization, actual vision boards, affirmations, and opening herself up to any opportunity that came her way. And let's keep in mind, Alex is only 29. She's gotten kicked out of high school, dropped out of college, lost her father, and she was basically getting paid pennies when she started out. She also doesn't even live in New York. She actually commutes in every day. That is insane and what I would call hustle. I basically walk to work, it's five minutes away, and some days I think of how I can call out or work remote. So we all need to think of Alex's drive when you get in that mindset like I do and try and get on your hustle like she does. I also relate to Alex when it comes to visualization and manifestation, and I like to think I'm pretty good at that, but sometimes I feel like I also self-sabotage it and then I continue playing it safe and playing it small because I just don't want to risk anything. So what's really valuable about Alex's part two is you'll probably feel really invigorated again, if you can relate to it too, or hopefully just even inspired. For example, planning to make a vision board. Um, That's something I want to do because I have a lot that I want to accomplish in my life. And it does help if you see something right in front of you, you start aligning your energy and your choices and your decisions and your attitude with things that align with what you're seeing directly in that board. So I'm excited for you guys to hear more about that. I hope you're loving the new name of the podcast, the branding, the overall vibe. And don't forget, there is an email to reach out to. If you're interested in being a guest, if you want to provide feedback, send in questions for advice. Again, I kind of want to start a little weekly segment. So you can send that all to hello at in my That is hello at in my non I'll link that in the show notes. And there's a bunch of exciting content and guests coming on the next month. I'm so excited to share it, and I'm hoping to hear your feedback too, whether that's via social media or the email. And if you like what you hear, please don't forget to write a review and leave five stars or share on your Instagram stories. If you don't like it, you can just skip this step and listen to another podcast. With that, let's jump into part two with Alex Gilio. You were working basically on a $50 an hour, not even an hour, a day project mm-hmm. going to Charlie Sheen. Can you walk us through if there was any like big break or like did someone randomly call you You're like oh my god like that's gonna launch my career like did anything like that happen? And simultaneously, I think you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like the death of your father was right around when you were like laying down your foundation for your mm-hmm. career. So what kept you motivated to be like you know what I'm gonna keep going? This is what I'm supposed to be doing, and I can tell that I'm like on the brink of major success.
1: So I started working on set, assisting a lot of people. This is going way back with that girl, Megan and other artists. So I I always kind of had my foot on set. Okay. Um, With that, you develop friendships and a lot of word of mouth. The best marketing is word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And I believe that to this day, even with all the Instagram and stuff, because when you show up to a job, people want to make sure that you're talented. They want to make sure you're a pleasure to work with and that you're going to show up on time and just be a pleasure. Yeah. So I believe word of mouth is the most important way. So I started networking a lot. I started meeting a lot of people. Now I, I was getting bigger jobs before my dad had passed away, but when he passed away, This is going to sound really wild and a little woo-woo, but I swear this is true. Whoever wants to believe me can and whoever doesn't, they don't have to. Um, I had a dream while my dad was still in the hospital before he actually passed away. So he was in a coma for a few days. Okay. He had come to me in a dream and he was with a woman that I had met with him at a family friend's house in the Hamptons, like, I, I don't know. It was like his girlfriend's friend's friend who had a house out out there. They were having a barbecue. I met this woman in passing, couldn't even tell you her name, anything. And in the dream, it was him and this woman, and we were in a big white studio. And he said to me, I want you to know that I'm here and I'm guiding you and I'm watching you and I'm proud of you, but this moment is a big moment for you. So I was like, okay. And then I woke up. Really strange. Wow. I was like, why am I dreaming this? Like my yeah. dad's dying in the hospital right now. Like why like what does this mean? Like crazy. why is this woman in my dream? Right. Who I met once in passing. I don't even yeah. know her name. Well, a couple of weeks later, um, this woman who was in the dream contacts me on Facebook. She's like, Hi. She goes, uh, your dad was telling me that you're a makeup artist. I work for philosophy and our makeup artist dropped out and we need someone like very last minute for a shoot. Can you do it? So now me completely freaked out. I'm not going to tell this woman, like you were You're in my dream. dream with my dad. Cause that sounds like psychotic. So I, I say, yes, immediately. I say, yes, I'll do it. This was my first major big beauty campaign that I booked on my own, not through another makeup artist, really from my dad, because right. my dad had told this woman that his daughter was this makeup artist. Right. So I show up to set that day and we're in a big white studio and it was identical to my dream. <gasps> and I see wow, this chills. woman standing there and I was like, holy shit, my dad is here. This is, I was like, I understand what he meant. I
0: understand it. Like it makes sense. That wasn't a random dream.
1: Wasn't a random dream. So through, I think that was the first day, even though I worked with celebrities before that, I worked big jobs before that. That was the first day that I was like, this is the beginning of my life.
0: Oh my God.
1: Now I, I started working with philosophy on all of their campaigns. I was doing their social media shoots. I was working and still am working with their QVC accounts, working with their PR company. I, I was doing everything for their websites, for their stores. Now, again, it's all about building relationships and being a pleasure, right. doing a good job, showing up on time. And I started developing friendships with the, a lot of the girls that worked in the company and, and men, mm-hmm. men and women. And, you know, in fashion and beauty, people are always switching companies and changing jobs. So with that, I started getting booked with other things like Bumble and Bumble. So now I'm working on these big Bumble and Bumble campaigns. Now I'm, I'm working, you know, philosophy. They ended up hiring makeup by Mario because he loves the purity line. So they call me and they're like, Hey, can you do makeup for Mario we have a shoot with him scheduled next week? Um, we'll have a meeting to go over all the looks we want to create with him. Um, and then can you do an event? And do, like, the prep work for his models for his, like, philosophy master class. Wow. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I can do that. You're like, uh, yeah. Yes. I will do that with Makeup by Mario. So... I mean, it was just—it was definitely nerve-wracking. Oh yeah. But you know, I didn't—I didn't show that I was nervous, but I was really—I'm here. You know, I'm your equal. I was scared. Yeah. (laughs) But I was also so excited, and it was also weird too because one of my really good friends is a producer of the Kardashians, so obviously they have a great relationship. Yeah. So we had that connection, and also his cousin I had gone to high school with. So it was like a really. I feel like he felt a little bit more comfortable around me because we did have mutual connections. Um, But it was really awesome to be able to work with such an industry icon who creates all these looks contouring and this look and that look on Kim Kardashian and all these celebrities working side by side with him all day long. He was complimenting my work left and right and he couldn't believe how well I, I did
0: the skin. Oh my God. And I,
1: I couldn't, I was like, wow. I was like, this really means a lot. I was it's like
0: validating.
1: Yeah. I was like, I hope you know, like, this is a big deal for me. He's yeah. like, Oh, stop. Like he's very humble.
0: Gosh.
1: He is a hard worker. I respect him. He will not do anything that makes him feel uncomfortable. So being able to work with him all day, not only just for
0: a studio shoot, but then for a, like a class. Right. And what an experience. And it's amazing because sometimes you meet your icons and celebrity Uh, you know, figures, and then they turn out to be, like, complete assholes or, like, wow, like, I wish I never met you and just kept things behind the curtain because... This isn't what I thought. So it's amazing right. to hear he wasn't like that. No, he was awesome. He Ugh. was such a pleasure to work with. What are some other big makeup artists or celebrities that you've worked with that you're like, like you kind of have to pinch yourself You're like, whoa, I'm here all before 30.
1: Well, so I was always really big on vision boards, which we can Love. touch up af-
0: after this. Yes, we have to. Um,
1: so I always had Victoria's Secret on my vision board because I was like, I want to do makeup for Victoria's Secret Angel. Yeah. Um, that was on my vision board years ago. And I have my best friend, he, he's friends with a ton of models, a ton of people in the industry. And he had introduced me to Adriana Lima, who, wow. as we know, is iconic, the, the, the angel
0: of all angels. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's like the matriarch of literally
1: America. she, she's a supermodel. She's yeah. the supermodel Yes, she's iconic. She's beautiful. She's so friendly. She's great. So she had asked me to do her makeup um, for an event she was doing at her house. Wow. So I I went to her house and did her makeup and, you know, I had, I had met her plenty of times before this point. Right. Um, we've done like, you know, dinners, like I said, we have a lot of mutual people, but we, I I did her makeup (gasps) and I was like, Oh shit, this was on my vision board.
0: (laughs) And was she like a pleasure as well? Oh yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. She's so great. Yeah. She's awesome. So it, it feels like you already like hit so many peaks and a lot of people I heard this term recently called I think astronaut syndrome where it's like you go to the moon so quick and it's like what am I going to do after this like I've already been to the moon like what could it be this fulfilling so it's like you've worked with the Victoria's Secret model you've worked with celebrities you're working with all the major beauty brands your work is in Sephora and Ulta how are you a staying motivated I mean it sounds like you love what you do and so nothing Mm. could really deter this love but is there ever a part of you that's like, wow, I've already like hit all these milestones, like what is really next?
1: There's always growth. There's always growth for everyone. Even if you do go on the moon, go to freaking Mars. <laughs> there is a way and there's growth for everyone. So when I started to accomplish all these things, I also worked with Sir John, who is beyonce 's makeup artist. Oh
0: okay, no big deal. Who
1: I met on a beach in Miami by the way. Wow very random, but also again, my friend Milty was connected through that. but i've worked with all of these iconic artists i 've worked with so many musicians i 've worked with celebrities i 've worked with models, and now I have my my work hanging on the walls of Sephora and Kohl's and Ulta. So what's next? So I have to go back to the drawing board and say what scares the shit out of me. Mm. The same thing the, the same thing scares me that is the reason why I dropped out of college. Public speaking. Mm. It scares me. I don't like it. I never liked it.
0: Right. Except so it's you're like, such a great conversationalist. So that's funny that you have a fear around it. It was so scary for and me. I you're very eloquent. So that's oh, funny. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why where this fear comes from.
1: I mean, it, I, maybe something from childhood. I yeah, should talk about cares. it with my therapist. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so... That's what I knew I had to do next. I was like, oh shit, I have to public speak now. (gasps) Now it's time. I knew it and I didn't want to do it. And I tried to avoid it for as long as I could. I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just comfortable. And I was like, fuck no, I'm too smart for myself. I know I need to not be complacent. I was like, yes, you can. Like there's literally two voices in me. So then Wander Beauty, who is a great makeup line, by the way, they contact me. They're like, we... We need you to do a masterclass. They're a newer beauty brand. They are available on Sephora. And I really like their products. Their products are all about girl on the go. Mm. Wander Beauty for the Wanderlust. Love that. It's very multitasking products. So I think they're going to be pretty major, like within the next... Year or two, like mm-hmm. you're going to be hearing about them a lot more. Right. Um, they do a, a fabulous job, and their products really are great. So I am a fan of this company, and I, I've done a couple videos for them, and some little things here and there. And they contacted me, and they said, "We have a pop up location in New York City. We would love for you to host a master class." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I was like, shit, I have to speak now. I have to do it. There's no getting around this. Like, this is a job. Was the
0: universe being like, I know you wanted to do that. Here's a test.
1: Exactly. So, and I know, I feel like if I didn't, if I didn't listen to that, Mm -hmm. I would somehow be punished for it, you know? So it's like, I know I have to do this. Right. And there's aspiring artists or business owners that attend these events that that they need to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. They, They need to hear it. Yeah. So. I did the class and it was super successful and I got so much feedback. I love it. And I wasn't even nervous. And I was like, "Wow, for almost 30 years I've been so scared to speak in front of people." I don't know why.
0: It's fear it up in your head, yeah.
1: Fear, false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. It is not real.
0: It's not real. So
1: now that I did it, I have a, literally a waiting list of so many other girls and guys. See. Guys too. That want to come to the next class, or, or just want to hear amazing. me speak. there are requesting me to go on panels and talk. And actually, Well and Good just asked me to do a panel, which I can't do, and I'm so upset about oh. it.
0: because
1: I'm already booked with a client. But Welling, I just know amazing. that there these opportunities are coming, right? And I'm ready for it now. Yeah. So that for me that was gross.
0: It was. It was literally. I always think the universe. When you're like, okay, I'm ready for it, or I, like, I want to test it. It does send you a test. It's like, are you really ready though? Yep. And to your point, you're like going back to like trusting your gut. You trusted mm-hmm. your gut, and you're like, I'm maybe scared of this, but I have to do it.
1: When something makes you so nervous but
0: also excites you, go for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Go for it. I agree with that. That was how my podcast was. I was like, what am I doing? Like, who's going to listen? Like my mom and sisters and like. Whatever, but I was like, there's just something that excites me about it, and I'm really scared. And I did it, and I'm like, it doesn't even matter around like the analytics or anything. I'm like, I just love doing it, yeah. And it makes me excited. And there's still times where I'm like scared to reach out to guests, but I'm like,
1: no, just do it. Just do it.
0: Like you have to do it. Yep. Can we talk a little bit about the vision boards and where did you like? Yes. Think about. Did you listen to a podcast and hear about them? Were they always part of your life when you were younger? So
1: when I was younger, I watched The Secret. Have you heard of The Secret?
0: live by this okay
1: yeah so the secret I mean I was probably like 16 or 17 years old watching the secret and I discovered a lot of cool people like Lisa Nichols was on there and
0: John something like they, there were, yeah there were like a few bigger names right you it became one of these I think it was on like Oprah and so oh, that's when yeah. it became this like mainstream like the secret the secret yeah. and I was
1: like I want to know the secret yeah. it's like Who's that girl? Her hair's so big. She's full of secrets. What's the secret? What's the secret? So I I watch A Secret and they talk a lot about manifestation Mm -hmm. and vision boards. That's when I first discovered Vision Board. So I had watched it with a friend. The second time I watched it, this was around the time that my mom had recently divorced my dad. Okay. So my mom made a vision board and she had put like house, new marriage. She put like a dog. She put all the things she wanted. Right. And at the time, I was like, oh, God, she's not going to get this stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> No okay, offense to her, but, day. like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. she was living in a small apartment. She was still, like, working, like, this 9 to 5 in this reception office. And I was like, how is she going to get all these the cars she wants? How is yeah. she going to get this? Blah, blah, So, little by little, I started to watch her check off everything on her vision board. And I was like, wow, it really worked for her. Right. So, I was like, you know what? Let me make a vision board. Let's see what happens. Let's see if it works. Yeah. So... First, I wrote myself a check that's still on my mirror to this day. And I put $12,000 on this check. And I thought at the time, this is years ago, I was like, if I get $12,000, I will be so rich. I will be so rich. I will be so, I can quit everything. I can like $12,000 in my bank account. This is great. So then I got to 12,000. Then I doubled it. Then I tripled it. Then I quadrupled it. And I was like oh my God, I'm going to write a new check to myself. So I think seeing this check on my mirror every single day, you start to feel it. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to have this? Because I'm seeing this, my brain is seeing this every day. It doesn't know if it's real or not. Right. I'm seeing this and I'm starting to believe it. I'm starting to feel like I already have this. Right. So what does that look like? And you need to just start executing to get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So I create the vision board. And I've accomplished everything on my vision board.
0: That's amazing.
1: The, this, I, I finally convinced my friends this year. You know, it's been 10 years of me making vision right. boards. I, I said to my friends, I was like, girls, we're getting together right after New Year's Eve and we're making a vision board for the new year. So I put Wander Beauty on there and then mm. I did the master class with them. I put Forbes and four days after I made my vision board, Forbes called me. They said, We have a request for you uh, to do Sophia Rowe's makeup. I met Sophia Rowe. I did her makeup for Well and Good. This girl's an angel. Everyone should follow her. She is an awesome story, and she's just an inspiration. So she had requested me to do her makeup for Forbes. She was being featured in Forbes. Wow. So I showed up, and I was like, oh, my God, this was on my vision board. And I mean, little by little... As long as you're looking at something like, I don't mean
0: make a vision board and put a million dollars and then sit on your couch. No. And that's the big issue that people have. Even with the secret, they're like, well, I sat there and and said, I'm going to have a million dollars. Why is it not my bank account? Like that's not, it's not a game. It's not not, like a game. Exactly. You have to
1: execute and you have to strategize. I'm really big on lists. Mm-hmm. So every day, every night, write lists. Mm-hmm. How can I grow? How? What are my ideas? And just chip away at it. Mm-hmm. Just chip away. And, and after years of doing this stuff and you start chipping and chipping and chipping, this is where you end up. You end yeah. up achieving these goals. Right. It's and not overnight. No, it's not overnight. And you have to be realistic about it. Right. But feel as if you already have these things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think I did. I, I also... Put Sarah Blakely on my vision board. Sarah Blakely, owner of Spanx.
0: Love her. She went to FSU. I went to FSU.
1: Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. That's right. She's from Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, She, I mean, self-made billionaire and put her on my vision board. I I heard her on Lewis Howes podcast Mm -hmm. and I really related to her and I, I just loved her. So I started following her on Instagram. She's hilarious. She's a mom. She's an entrepreneur. And I was like, all right, you know, I just really want to meet her. Let me put her on my vision board, see what happens. Yeah. Maybe a month later, my boyfriend, who's a photographer, gets a call. He's doing Sarah Blakely. He, he's doing something for her. He needs a, uh, his photo assistant quit. He needed a photo assistant. He's like, Alex, you're off this day. Can you just come with me? I was like, this isn't really Sarah Blakely. Like, there, There's so many people named
0: Sarah Blakely. Right, like like, it's not the Sarah
1: Blakely. Not the Sarah Blakely. Like, yeah, I'll come assist you. Sure. Yeah. Guess what? It's her. It was her. <gasps> and I met her. I didn't tell her about this. Right. But I will one day. Yeah. When I have her on my podcast, yes, because you're gonna,
0: <laughs> yeah. It seems like anything you put your mind to, you figure it out. Yeah, I and mean, it doesn't seem like you have a one track way. It doesn't seem like oh, I'm gonna meet Sarah Blakely on a photo shoot where I'm in New York City. You know what I right. mean? You weren't. I don't think you're putting it so specific that it can't happen. Does that make sense? Right. You like. You could have met Sarah Blakely on the subway and, or at a coffee shop, Exactly. But you didn't make such a specific scenario that it's like, it's going to happen some way, but it doesn't right. need to be one way.
1: And I think it's important not to have super high expectations either. Right. Um, when you have high expectations, not all the time, but most of the time it's, you'll be disappointed. Right. So when you go into a situation with no expectation, you're going to walk out really happy.
0: And if you don't obsess over it, if you're like, I'm going to yeah. meet her lately. Why haven't I met her? I'm stalking her. I see what she's doing on Instagram. Like then the universe is like, I don't think you're even ready to meet her because right. why are you like, why? This is for any, You can't be like, like it, a,
1: fa- a crazy fan. Yeah, role, yeah, you swing know. Fan, yeah. But
0: This is about anything like, Oh, I want a million dollars. It's like, well, you're, it's not to be greedy. It's like to have options. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, how are you framing it to yourself? Right.
1: And I think it's important too, to be like, know, you don't have to lie and say, I have a million dollars, but you know, when I get to a million, then
0: blah, blah, blah. Like I'm grateful for this. That's what I had to learn about money too, is like, I used to think, Oh, if I make more money, I'm greedy or I'll lose my friends or family. Or like, if I make a million dollars, like my life is going to drastically change and I won't have my circle. And it's like, why can't it just be like money is providing me options? Like I can treat my family to a family vacation. Absolutely. I can have the home I want. I can go on a friend vacation. Money is it. amazing. Yeah. Who doesn't love money? And I used to have a really
1: negative yeah, relationship a with A lot it. of people have a negative relationship mm-hmm. with money. Ugh, there's a book. I'll, I'll have to text it to you. So maybe you could put it is in it, like.
0: Is it you are a badass at making money?
1: No, but that's a good that's one a good too. One. That's, that's one a I really read. good one.
0: I love that one. But
1: I, I think it's so important for people, especially young entrepreneurs, to change their mindset around money mm-hmm. and stop thinking that wanting so much money is a negative thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It gives you options. It mm-hmm. gives you freedom. It, it it makes you comfortable. Right. That's okay. Yeah. You can want money and we, it, it's not a bad thing. I think when you are, when someone is raised and they're taught, like, you know, we're struggling for this and money and oh yeah, God, well, what, watch out! we can the spend money tree your... that's yeah. growing in the backyard and the, the, watch out on spending. Yeah. And that you know, like when, when you have that mindset around money, it, it's money is, it's a tool. Mm
0: hmm. It's an exchange of energy. That's
1: it's an exchange of energy. It really is. So when you start having a healthy relationship with money, guess what? It's going to come to you. It'll flow. It will flow. Don't be scared to spend it. Wisely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know,
0: with, with caution. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, but, like, even me saying that is like, oh, where, why can't I be like, like that's a scarcity mindset. Exactly. So it's like, let me, you have to go to the like abundant. Phase. Absolutely.
1: If you want to be a self made billionaire like Sarah Blakely, there's no reason why you can't. Right. She's a normal person just like me and you.
0: Yeah. Schwentef is you. Yeah. She went to, yeah. to the same college as you. Like, can yeah. I'm an internship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. She's <laughs> thankful. Well, oh my gosh. She's so great. What do you think is a big mistake that either young makeup artists or entrepreneurs make getting into the industry and what advice do you have for them?
1: Um, I think ego. <sighs> You gotta, one. gotta slow your roll a little bit. I see a lot of young people, and this is not just in the beauty field, but all different types of mm-hmm. field coming in, um, expecting a lot with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. And I think it's really important for people to always remain kind, to always think before they speak in certain yes. situations. Um, maybe not get so defensive if a client isn't happy with something and just figure out a solution. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to learn to be a problem solver and not take things personally. I think constructive criticism is really a a good thing, even though sometimes it it can maybe hurt your feelings, but you know what? You you work past that. It takes practice. And I think sometimes it's okay to work for free when you're starting out. Right. And, I, I mean, when I first started my blog and I, I still don't really make a ton of money off my blog. I just do it because I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. I it, don't it, make any money off this podcast.
1: Exactly. You I do it because it. you enjoy it. Eventually the money will flow. It will come to you right. because you're doing something you feel passionate about. Um, but I think with any industry, with someone starting out, it's really just lowering your ego a little bit, being really open to opportunities, saying yes, and just being very
0: kind and pleasant to work with. That's perfect advice because i think instagram has also created this fake reality that everyone's an overnight success and everyone's an influencer and a premium content creator and and we all are in our own ways but i think the misconception and i was even just talking to my sister about this where she's like it just seems like everyone's living their like best lives and i'm like because who on earth is going to post and be like you know what i I'm, here I am in New York, but did you know, like, my client hated our program and was going to cancel. And did you guys know that I got in a fight? Like, no one's going to post that. No one's going to post it. Post it. Like, people are starting to uh, like, kind of pull that like curtain up a little bit. Yeah. But it's still like, even when people get engaged, they're not like, got engaged, and guess what? My boyfriend and I have three explosive fights a month, and I hate his mom. They're not going to. They're it. not going to
1: post that. Instagram is purely just a highlight reel. A hundred percent. It's just the
0: highlights and of your like, life. We you know that, but then something within us is like, yeah, but. It's, but they still must have a perfect life. And I'm like, it's not, no, no one posts again. I have, you could look at my Instagram and be like, wow, she travels so much. I'm like, yeah, but do you know, I'm like in credit card debt and I still have to pay off student loans. And like, I'm not going to post that when I'm trying to like show
1: my cool vacation. Exactly. I think Instagram is, it's very much so of a highlight reel Mm -hmm. for everyone's best self. You're not going to post a bad selfie. You're going to post a good selfie. I'm not going to post that. I'm, home sitting on my couch. I'm going to post that I'm on a boat in St. Tropez. Right. However, I do feel that Instagram can tend to be a little boring now Mm -hmm. because people are getting sick of seeing everyone's highlights constantly, constantly, constantly. So I'm not saying go ahead and post all the negative things because I don't want to start pumping out negative energy to anyone. No bad vibes here. Mm -hmm. However, I think it's important to, to really be that word authentic. I know. I was like, it's such a buzzword, but it's I so know. Strong. And just keeping it real mm-hmm. and providing value. And if I did go through something tough, I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my dad's death was not easy. My best friend passed away in January to a wow. car accident. It was horrible. Horrible. It was, and insane. I'm going to talk about it because there might be someone else that needs to hear what I need to say or needs to feel a connection needs to know that they're not alone right we've all gone through shit mm-hmm. and I think it's important to use social media as a tool to build a tribe and
0: build a community, yes. so we all can be there for each other a hundred percent, and I feel like that's why now more than ever that's why I follow certain people. I used to follow people because I was like, oh, I like her outfits, but now I'm like that's boring to me now like I can go on Pinterest and find cute outfits, yeah like, if you're not telling me a story of like how you got there, what you did to get to your success. Not even that, but just, like, yeah, I had a shitty day. Like, I didn't even want to get out of bed, but we all have those days. I'm like, that's – I would rather follow that girl all day than someone that's, like, in France, in Paris, in this and that. I'm like, it's fun to see that, but at some point, like you said, it's boring. Like, we can only see so many, like, international vacations.
1: Exactly. Keep it spicy. Like, like I said, you don't need to go out airing all of your dirty laundry. Right. But – it's important to remain true to yourself mm-hmm. and just to let other people know that too. Absolutely. I, I really think that it's, you know, if you want to post a selfie, you look great. Well,
0: do it. Like mm-hmm. do whatever feels good for you. Right? Yeah. I get what you're saying too. We don't want to also, cause that I feel like might be a bad shift to where everyone's like, posting to be in a state of like victimhood or like I'm always, something's always wrong. Like it doesn't have to be be like that. No, no, no. no, no, no. You can also be like, you know what? My hair looks fucking good today. And I wanted to post a picture. I don't need to also tell you that I had like a weird day at work. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. There needs to be a good, healthy balance. Yes. Because like, no, I'm not going
1: to tell you all the, all the shit that happened to me today and all the fires I had to put out, but here's my hair does look good. Let me, let me show you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I, I think it's important too, for people not to use Instagram likes to determine their mood. Mm-hmm. I think I see it with a lot of influencers oh, yeah. where they're like, Oh my God, only this many people liked my photo. I'm like, what do you? Okay. 2,000 people liked your photo. Yeah. That's, that's great. What do you mean? Right. Why are you letting that affect your mood? Yeah. Well, four or 5,000 people usually like it. Who gives a shit? Who cares? I, it's for, do it for you. Right. Like if you
0: felt good posting it, don't Listen. let
1: it determine your mood. Yeah. that That's when I feel like social media starts to become unhealthy.
0: Yeah. that That's so true where people being like, now they're looking at like how many people they follow versus not follow. Like that's a new thing now where they're like, oh, yeah. I want to follow less people that follow me and I'm like what yeah come like, on w- whoa like no. we're getting way no one's ever like that goes back to the ego thing no one cares that much about your following versus followers like no that's crazy they don't care I'm like we're letting egos get in the way a little too, too much. much
1: exactly and I just think it's a great tool to build a strong community I mean this is how me and you got connected exactly.
0: was through social media that's what I always think when I when I have like bad feelings because sometimes I'm like I hate Instagram I'm deleting it like fuck Instagram and then I'm like, we all, most of the amazing people I've met or had on my podcast is through Instagram. social media. Yep. And I'm like, and I connect more to people because of that. I'm like, wow, Absolutely. I didn't realize so many people went to therapy or like had this adversity. And I'm like, I wouldn't have known that had it not been for the stories. Absolutely. So that's the good sign. I agree with you. Speaking of good hair, mm-hmm. I want to go into like rapid fire beauty questions. Cause we got a lot of listener questions. Okay. Awesome. And you're the expert here. So we're just going to fire these off. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, best skin prep and best concealers.
1: Okay, skin prep, I love using Paula's Choice. Paula's Ooh, Choice is my favorite skincare line. Favorite. Where do you get it? I've never even heard of I it. I think just online. Oh, They wow. might sell it in certain spas in different areas. Okay. I, I know you're in Florida, so I have mm-hmm. no idea where they would sell it. Do they sell it in Nordstrom? They might sell it
0: Some. Okay. I think it's, Maybe they have it online.
1: Okay. They definitely have it online. Okay. Um, you can get it from their website. They have no fragrance, no skincare irritants. They use not a lot of harsh alcohols. It's very clean. It's, it's not all natural, okay. but it's very effective. Okay. It works and it's not harmful and it's not irritating. Mm, that's what we all need. That's what we all need. So I like to, I like to skin prep using all of Polish Choice products. Okay. Um, Best concealer, in my opinion, is the Tarte Shape Tape. Oh, that was a big one. If you use a lot of it, it can be a little too much. Yeah. So if you feel you're using too much, then cut it down in half. You're using too much concealer.
0: How much should we be using? A dot. Oh, I'm like doing a full like coloring book on my... Underwear. Oh, yeah.
1: That's from Instagram. Yeah. yeah. That's and what the YouTubers. i like,
0: oh, i on the YouTubers. and the
1: YouTubers, yeah. Okay. Because they're under all those lights. So under that's all those true. lights, it's going to look fabulous. Right. But, but when you step like, outside, work, it's like, woo! It's
0: all okay. too much, girl. So just a dot. Yep. How do you sweat-proof yep. your makeup? I love the Urban Decay
1: All Nighter Spray. Okay. That rhymed.
0: And I've used that before. <laughs> Uh, okay. Am I crazy? Like sometimes I feel like the sprays are like hoaxes. I like, think
1: okay. they don't So spraying. The spray. So I believe that the, the all-nighter spray, I definitely see a difference when I use that and I set my clients, they are set all day and all night. Okay, Sweatproof, cryproof, waterproof. However, I don't recommend you use it every day okay because there are some irritating ingredients in the uh, the setting sprays the ones that really hold well and it will clog your pores so i i don't recommend to do it every single day okay um if you want good skin just learn how to touch up here and there when you need it um but the all nighter spray use it for occasions okay use it on a friday night if you're going out to dinner with the girls if you're going to a wedding if you're going to to any kind of an event definitely have fun it will it will set your makeup
0: Perfect. What about how often do we need to be cleaning our makeup brushes and Ooh. what should we be using? Okay, this is a good one. So I
1: recommend cleaning your makeup brushes once a week. Ooh. I know. And well, I know it must be very dirty. If people don't wash them for like a year, and even yeah. my friends, and I still yell at them. I'm like, I'm your friend. You should know better. Yeah. You know, when I come to their house, I clean them for them. Um, you can use baby shampoo. I tend to use baby shampoo with no fragrance. Okay. You can just run it um, and put a little bit in your hand or on a dish, yeah. rub the brushes okay. on it and just make sure the brushes are completely clear and okay. and the water is clear. And then you know it's clean. And Then you know it's clean and, and let them dry, put it on a paper towel and lay them out to dry overnight.
0: What temperature of water? Because I've heard hot will like melt the glue in the brushes, yes. so like cold or like lukewarm? Lukewarm water. Okay. And can you use dish soap? Cause that's what I use. You can use dish soap. Okay. Yeah. You totally I can. Soap.
1: I like to use a baby shampoo cause I feel like it's a little oh, bit more conditioning okay. and a little less irritating, but, but
0: dish soap does work too. Okay. I, I love also, the Also the, the
1: purity cleanser from philosophy. Oh, you can use that to clean your brushes. Oh,
0: perfect. Yeah. Okay. So we have options there. Why does powder tend to make some people cakey, and is it okay to not use powder? It's
1: totally okay not to use powder. Um, I don't use a lot of powder on my applications, depending on the look we're doing and depending on skin type. Okay. If someone has a lot of texture in their skin and they put a lot of powder on, one, you probably put too much powder on, and two, um, you probably put a little bit, or you're, you need to focus on your skin first. Okay. So I think it's really about getting to the root of the problem, making sure that you're t- really taking good care of your skin so there's not that much texture.
0: So is that where the kinkiness comes from?
1: Yeah, because sometimes if you put too much powder, you can see, like, the texture, and it, yeah. it looks very thick. Yeah. So you don't need to use... If you feel you don't need to use powder, skip it. Okay. Sometimes I'll just put it right in the T-zone just a little bit. And I, I always take a, a tiny little brush. I don't use a big brush. I use almost like a an eye blending brush. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> very precisely. And then I always tap it in the air and you can tell by how dense a powder is by seeing how much product flies off of it. So you just want to tap it. And then I like to press it on my skin and roll it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I have a a technique. So if you're interested, come to my next masterclass. Yeah. We
0: need to see this because I'm like, I need to see this in real life because it's a little confusing. You you rolled a brush. Yeah.
1: I wish I had it with me. Like I put The, the, the press, like it's a little precise brush and I put it right under my eye and, and I roll it. Roll it. Out. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yep. We need to see this. Yep. What is a huge makeup mistake that you see often?
1: Okay. So I don't like to say mistakes because I believe there's no rules in makeup, right? You have to do with whatever it feels good for you. Mm-hmm. You got to do it whether I like it or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, <laughs> I,
0: in your personal opinion, in my
1: personal opinion, (laughs) I see a lot of girls that have young, fresh, beautiful skin overdoing it with the makeup they're Mm -hmm. putting on that, that Instagram glam makeup. And like I said, that looks great under those big bright lights. Right. But when you step outside, it's too much. And when you have such beautiful, fresh skin, that's young, why clog it with all that stuff?
0: Yeah. Don't do it. I was just telling my coworker that I used to literally do like a smoky eye for work mm-hmm. and put all this makeup on. And yeah. My, it's your parents always know best, and your parents are like, "Why you have such natural skin?" And I'm like, "You don't get it. No, you don't get it. Makeup. You're not and now I'm like, Oh my god, I wish I could like not wear any makeup because mm-hmm. now it's all about skin to me, and it's so funny that it's like, "Yep, should have listened to my parents." Absolutely. <laughs> yep. What about best foundation brush or the best way to apply foundation? Okay, so I uh, my favorite
1: foundation is by It Cosmetics. Me too. It's a CC cream. CC cream, yes. Yep. It's yep. my favorite. And I mean, I talk about it every single day. I love it. My assistants are probably so sick of me talking about it on I'm our obsessed. car rides into the city. I'm like, what foundation do you use? I'm still using the It Cosmetics. Like, it's just for me, it's my favorite. Yes. I apply it to myself using my hands. Oh, okay. When I apply it to my clients, I use a beauty blender. Okay. And I make sure it's damp.
0: Okay, that's the key. I
1: don't use a ton of brushes. Once in a while, I will. Yeah, um, but Sephora Pro has great brushes. Mm-hmm. Um, for good, for it's not super expensive.
0: I love a beauty blender too. I, i I go between a beauty blender or like a brush that I'll like just spread it and then use the beauty blender to like, yes. to set it and like dab it in. Yep,
1: absolutely. I'll use, um, when I'm doing the application on myself, yeah. I use my hands to put the, the CC cream on and then I blend it in with the beauty blender or I also like, um, the Wander Beauty has a great sponge too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. they have so an Sponge
0: awesome. is more of your preference. Yes. What about best primer for dry skin?
1: Oh, okay. So I have a love hate relationship with primers. I really believe it's all about skin prep. I Mm -hmm. think if you have super dry skin, you should be doing a little bit of a a facial massage with a good serum. Okay. I like the Polish choice antioxidant serum and then follow up with a lightweight moisturizer. You don't want to use anything too thick. It might make the Makeup application look a little funky. Mm. So something lightweight.
0: Okay. So lightweight serum and facial massage. Like, get it in there.
1: Get it in. Yeah.
0: What about best fake lashes for beginners?
1: Oh, I love the Ardell Demi Wispies. I am going to say, I always hear Ardell. They're the best. I've used so many different lashes from different companies.
0: And they're just... And just I'm staple. not throwing
1: any shade, but... The Ardell, the, the, the Demi wispies are my favorite. I don't even really like any other ones. Yeah, I
0: always hear Ardell's. I
1: always trim them a little bit just to make sure that, depending on your eye shape, um, de- to make sure that they're not hanging off the edge. Right. Um, I think the easiest way to apply it to yourself as a beginner is take a mirror and put it below you. Oh. Put it below you so you're looking straight down at the mirror. That's a good tip. And then apply
0: it. And then do you use a, what's it called? A tweezer or do you use your hands?
1: A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. I, I put it on with my hands and then if I need to tweak it a little bit, I, I go in with a tweezer.
0: Because that's my issue. I always have, I put it on way too far out and then I need to move it and I'm like, I feel like I just have to take it off again. Like yeah. It's so hard to redo it. And
1: also make sure that the glue is tacky.
0: Okay. Don't put
1: it on just wet. Right. You want to, you know, dry it a little it bit, blow on it. it. Yeah.
0: What about best drugstore makeup? Do you have any specifics or brands that are your like go to's?
1: Ooh, yeah. I love drugstore makeup. I, I think know. L'Oreal is great. Yes. I think L'Oreal has a, a well, they have a great brow pencil they that know. is very similar to the Anastasia brow
0: pencil, mm-hmm. which I
1: almost like better. Ooh. Yeah, and it's eight bucks
0: eight dollars compared to I just got one from Anastasia I think 24
1: yeah I mean I love her stuff too yes um but L'Oreal's a great eyebrow pencil they have a great mascara Mm -hmm. and Rimmel has some of my favorite lip glosses
0: Rimmel's really like really underrated I feel like so
1: underrated they have like three dollar lip glosses they're called like stay glossy and they stay glossy. And it's crazy. They do what they say. Yeah, they have, like, great shades of corals and pinks. And I everyone should have a remote, oh, yeah. glossy lips, lip gloss.
0: What about... Okay, do you say NYX or NYX? I say NYX. NYX. Okay, yeah. I love all their lip liners. They're, they're like great. $5 it's a or less. It's a
1: great makeup line. Okay. They're so pigmented. Online. Their colors are pigmented.
0: Every time I wear it, people are like, well, what MAC pencils? I was like, it's literally from NYX. Oh, from, yeah. Like, Target or something. I like, love it. It's so cheap. What about tips or foundations for moms who rarely use it. And as you can tell, my mom wrote in this question. Oh my God. Hey mom. Oh my God. It's she exciting. wants to know, cause she doesn't really wear foundation. And so my sister's always like, you need to wear foundation to like, even out your skin tone. And it's okay. so funny cause she's in her fifties now, but so she's wanting to know.
1: So I have a lot of people ask me what, what foundations are appropriate for which age. Okay. I don't believe it's an age that that matters. I believe it's your skin type. Mm-hmm. So let's take the age out of it because I know some 50 year olds that have better skin than 20 year olds. True. So let's take age out of it and let's look at your skin type. Mm-hmm. So depending on her skin type, Paula choice also has a quiz online Ooh. where you can go and take their quiz to figure out your skin type. Um, I think it really, again, depends on skin prep Okay. and I love the freaking CC cream from it cosmetics.
0: I'm obsessed. With I it. really do.
1: It's my favorite.
0: It's amazing. Yeah. So I wish cream. they would
1: like endorse me, but
0: cosmetics. <laughs> so I know you're Hello. listening. <laughs> what about best drug st- best drugstore setting powder?
1: I don't think I use any setting powders from the drugstore. Sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. And are there any other like old wives tales that you think really work? Like I've heard hemorrhoid cream for your eyes. You know what I mean? Like little weird things. Oh, there's a
1: ton. I mean, my favorite is putting cold spoons
0: under my eyes. I I love to like test that out. I'm like, I think it does work. It
1: totally works. That will brighten and awaken your eyes immediately. Um, I think green tea bags. If you wet green tea, put it in a, a Ziploc bag. Oh. Or actually, I'm trying not to use plastic, so let's get rid of the Ziploc bug. <laughs> All right, we'll put it like just on a little dish. So, you wet the green tea bags, put them on a little dish, put them in the fridge. Okay. The next morning, you wake up, press them onto your eyes, keep your eyes closed so you can lay back down for 10 minutes, okay, keep so them like on over your eyes. Eye. Yes. Okay. Green tea has, and make sure it's not decaffeinated. Okay, and so it has also, it has to be caffeinated and has to be organic because you want to make sure that you're getting. Um, those antioxidants and also the cold acts as a compress, so it's oh. doing a double action to get rid of any puffiness wow. under your eyes. I
0: need to do this because I have really bad under eyes, and
1: it's so easy and
0: cheap. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you drink green tea, it's just like absolutely for two Exactly, teams? yeah. And is there anything else that you want the listeners to know? You're doing so much, you're doing master classes, you have so many projects in the works like what's next or what do you really want people to take away from this?
1: So what I would like people to take away from this is I want everyone to know that there's going to be struggles. There's going to be hardships. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: People are going to walk out of your life. People might die not to sound morbid, Um, it's true. It's life. yeah. Like, like you might not get the dream client that you were working so hard. Like there's going to be shitty situations that happen, but you need to determine if you're going to be the victim or the survivor. Love that. So I hope everyone just sees like, I've gone through a shit ton of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and it hasn't stopped me. No. And of course, everyone grieves differently Mm -hmm. and allow yourself time to heal from whatever situations you go through, but don't let anyone ever tell you that you cannot do something. If you have a vision, execute it, strategize and go after that vision and goal because
0: it will be yours. I love that. I couldn't end that in a better way. I think that's so. Oh, I'm so happy. Yes. Just follow your vision, execute it. And like, I think the number one thing you said is like, don't let anyone tell you otherwise yes because pe- everyone's gonna have an opinion everyone always does it's, like, it's human nature to have an opinion so just yeah. focus on what you need to do where can everyone find you whether that's your website your Instagram where can people follow you or even book makeup with you
1: okay so I my Instagram is at Alex Gill A-L-E-X G-I-L-L And then my makeup Instagram, you can click right on my bio and my normal one. It's just Alexandra Gileo makeup. Um, If they want to book me, they can go right on my website, alexandragileo.com, And there's a a contact form where they can fill out their information and inquire for makeup. And I also have a whole team of makeup artists and a whole team of hairstylists. Everyone's great. So as long as someone's available, we'll be able to take care of anyone. And we are global. I mean, we, we will travel anywhere to come to. You. Oh,
0: love that! I need you to come to Winter Park, Florida. Yeah, I know it's of not yeah. But no, it's glamorous. Yeah, no, it's fabulous. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Alex. Oh, you're so welcome. What an awesome story and interview with Alex, right? I mean, I might be biased because it's my podcast, but she really opened up and we heard so many different sides of her story, including her tragedies. And I think it's amazing that she is so resilient after what she's been through. She's laid down all the groundwork herself. She's taken advantage of every opportunity that's been given to her. And she's only 29. I can't get over that. We only slated an hour to record, but we were having such an awesome conversation that we had to split it into these two parts. And if you want to hear more from her, you have to go follow her, her handle is at Alex Gill, and her newsletter is full of tips as well. I just started subscribing, and I'm already ready to buy like three things. I'm obsessed with her content. She does so many behind the scenes stories of skincare routines, and then in feed she always has a lot of tips and tricks, but also inspiring content and sharing all the struggles she's been through. She doesn't do the whole fake Instagram life that you guys see with a lot of makeup beauty influencers. She keeps it real, so you guys need to follow her at Alex Gill. I'm at Chelsea Rife. You can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And of course, you can email me at the new email, hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com. That's hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com. Of course, I'll link all this in the show notes. And I might not have all the facts, but I sure as hell have a lot of non-expert opinions. I'll see you guys next week.